Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it is a Friday when we're recording this on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast about 6.30. Uh, we heard today from Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, Deshaun Watson, who of course is the headliner, and then uh, Jimmy and Dee Haslam as well. Dan Lobby with Mary Kay Cabot and Doug Lay Maurice. Look, this is one of those days where I'm just kind of curious what you guys thought from what you heard today, because there was a lot. Um, of course, this is really the first time Deshaun has had to answer questions about uh, all the allegations that have gone on. So, Mary Kay, I guess I'll start with you. Just, just what are your general thoughts here, you know, a few hours after we've heard from everyone? Well, I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Deshaun came out so strongly, uh, you know, maintaining his innocence and saying and making very bold, strong statements like, uh, you know, I've never assaulted a woman I have no regrets. I don't have a problem. I thought that there would be, uh, you know, just a little bit more, uh, you know, I thought he would be a little bit more contrite, but I guess uh, when you have these 22 civil suits pending, uh, he was probably advised uh, to do what he did. But I think that's, you know, that was the big takeaway for me was that, you know, he was just so absolutely adamant that he has not done anything wrong, that he does not he need help, that he d- will not seek counseling. That's probably what I will be thinking about as I, you know, process this over the next few hours. Yeah, Doug, we should probably stay on Deshaun really off the top here. And that's also kind of what stood out to me. Like he was very, he wasn't defiant, like he wasn't standoffish, but he was very firm in in just reiterating that he doesn't believe he's done anything wrong and that he's innocent. What what did you think of Deshaun today? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I do think this day in the end was about more. Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski and the Haslam's because they chose to bring him here. And we're going to have a lot of time to talk about Deshaun. but like as people who have no exposure to this guy, Browns fans do not know him. This was a, probably the first time that a lot of Browns fans have really heard him talk about anything. Uh, there was one it's hard because I think you guys are right. The fact that, and he even said this, the fact that the civil suits are still out there, affected i would imagine how he answered things and it would have been nice to hear some kind of apology or some kind of i've learned things here and i'm going to change my behavior and you didn't really get that i thought he had a brief slip where he said um i i want people 
something like to paraphrase, I want people to get to know my brand or, you know, the person that I am, but he said brand initially and get back to knowing me, you know, how they knew me before these allegations. And I didn't know if that was a window or if it's just a slip, but you know, there's some of this that's PR spin. And I think everybody's like not that interested in the PR spin. It's not about rehabbing somebody's image. It's about what's the real stuff here. And so maybe he couldn't come off any different than he did today, but I didn't think it was a particularly inviting introduction to Deshaun Watson for Browns fans who were curious about him. I think that that's sort of the thing too, is like, if you heard Deshaun today and you were like, okay with the move, I don't think your mind changed. If you heard Deshaun today and you were angry about the move, I don't think your mind changed. I don't think any minds were changed today. And, and certainly Deshaun didn't do anything to, to merit anyone changing their mind, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, again, as I mentioned uh, earlier at the outset, you know, this is really the first time he took questions about this. And, um, and he was so strong and adamant about, uh, you know, just about the fact that he hasn't absolutely done anything wrong to the point where, you know, you, you know, you have to give, that's the part that I think it's almost bothering me just a little bit. Like Doug said, I, I think I would have liked to have heard him say, yes, you know what? I, even though I maintain my innocence, I will do whatever it takes to make sure this never happens again. Right. Like I will, uh, if, if counseling is necessary, I will do that. I will go the extra mile. I will, you know, I will show, you know, the women's groups and I will, whatever, donate money. Uh, I will do whatever it takes. I, I think that that um, is something that I, I would have liked to hear just a little bit more of. I know there are people out there that are hurting because of this and I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it right. Even though I did not commit any criminal acts. And I, I think that's the line he had to walk though, Doug, like, even using that word again, it would have been like, oh, that's interesting. I, I do think there was a line he had to walk, but I do think some of the stuff when he said, you know, he doesn't have any regrets, he doesn't have a problem. He might believe that stuff, but maybe that those are the areas where he came on a little bit strong saying something he didn't necessarily need to say. Yeah, and, and he did say, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to talk about this more in depth later once all of this is behind everybody right i guess once the civil suits are settled or thrown out or litigated in some way you know when people say stuff like that i would be very curious to see you know what that conversation is like down the road if he will talk about it when those are no longer you know in play but um yeah i, I just really i agree with mary Kay. i, I guess i know it's hard all of this is because it's not a courtroom and, and his going, to, you know, it's, he's not, his, his, his freedom is not on the line here. It's just a press conference. And you would hope that it's like, can we just talk about this, right? It, it's, it's not the same as being under oath, but can we talk about it? And he did just seem um, I don't, I don't, defiant or whatever word, you know, he just seemed that he just was not going to open that door at all. And for a first impression for Browns fans who know him as the guy with these accusations against him, I do think it left a little something to be desired. If you 
even if you know why that was the case. Okay, so there, there's a few things I definitely want to get to, but Doug, I want to know kind of what you had in mind as, as sort of what you came away from today with. So I, I, I did think, I'm not sure how much better the Browns could have done. Um, they weren't perfect, but I do I did think they were they were serious and they were not dismissive of anyone who doesn't like this, who is not going to be a fan anymore, who who is thinks they should not have traded for Deshaun Watson. It it was a very uh, serious 38 minutes with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, but mostly Andrew Barry and a very serious half hour with the Haslam's. And again, they, I don't know if they hid behind, but they wouldn't go into some things again, because they said, we didn't talk to the accusers, any of the women, because our, our legal counsel said, so there were some legal things that maybe kept them from being as completely forthright as people would like. But at, at least there was a seriousness of purpose and them saying, like, we know a lot of people are going to disagree with this. Um, I don't think it solved anything, but but they didn't try to hide from it, I thought, which I thought was some kind of good step. I, th- I think that's a fair assessment. What do you think, Mary Kay? Yeah, you know what? I, I think that they struck the right notes in terms of making sure that they understand the feelings of the community. I I really think that uh, they drove that point home very well. Every single one of them addressed it to the extent really uh, that they could. I thought the Haslam's did a good job of trying to explain how they talked it over with their daughters. I thought it was interesting that, you know, Jimmy Haslam said that he gave D Haslam and his two daughters the opportunity to veto this. And if they, if any one of them were out on it, that they would not have gone forward with this and, but that everyone was on board. Uh, I, I think that, um, I think they made it clear that they feel that they believe Deshaun. I think that that's, that came across to me that they feel that they believe that he hasn't done anything at least criminally wrong uh, I did think it was interesting that D Haslam, uh, you know, kind of stepped in there and interjected and said, but I would like him to seek some counseling. And I think that's smart. I think that's smart because, you know, something went off the rails here. Some, something went off the rails. And even if your thoughts or perceptions, if you're Deshaun, of what happened inside of those rooms, even if you think you did nothing wrong, then I think some education might be in order in terms of, you know, maybe you need to sort, again, be educated on, on the right types of, you know, how, how things are done, how business is conducted in these situations, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate. Uh, because obviously 22 women or 24 women believe that things happen uh, that should not have happened. So I thought they did a pretty good job of that. This is a tough subject for everybody to handle. And uh, I think it went about as well as it could go. And, and Doug, I think you went down this road with, I know you did with the Haslam's and I think you did with Andrew uh, as well. This idea of, did your investigation show you that he didn't do anything wrong criminally, but maybe crossed a line as a, you know, kind of what you expect from a player. I mean, I guess sort of the, 
the extent to what they were okay with is, is sort of what you were trying to get at. Yeah, there, there's sort of two things there that I, I remain very curious about. And I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in Mary Kay, what you said about them, you know, you think they came to the conclusion that they believe Deshaun. And, and I'd like to talk about that because I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But the, the two things that I, that I was most curious about is, right, were you investigating? Did he do something that's going to wind him up in jail that's criminal? Or were you also investigating a thing that could be a bad act that would not be criminally charged or not be indicted because we know how this so often, too often, works with sexual assault or sexual misconduct cases like this, where it becomes a he said, she said, it can be difficult to prove. Prosecutors can be reticent to indict. Doesn't mean that maybe something that was wrong, that he didn't do something wrong, maybe not criminal, but still wrong. That was curious to me. And then I really am really curious and tried to ask about like, do you think he did something wrong and he just won't do it anymore? Or do you think he did nothing wrong? And Andrew Barry kind of answered it, you know, that, you know, if there was something we thought he did or something we thought he would do, we wouldn't have made the trade, like sort of to paraphrase that. And I'm kind of hung up on that. Maybe it's just curiosity. But Mary Kay, you, you said you think they believe him that he didn't do anything wrong. And I'm not sure if I agree with that. I think maybe they believe some of the things that happen, but they think he'll learn from it and it won't happen when he's a Brown. I, but I'm very conflicted about what I think they think. Well, I, maybe I did not phrase that correctly. And, and we do have to be precise here when we are discussing this. And I, I think what, I'm, what I did mean about that is I think that they believe that he did nothing criminally wrong, that he did not commit crimes, that he is not a sexual predator. That's what I think, that they believe. I think that they're standing by him, that he is not a serial uh, massage therapist sexual predator, that he, I think they believe on some, on some level that he made mistakes and, thing, and he did not use good judgment and that things that happened in those rooms were probably, you know, some of those things should not have happened or many of those things should not have happened. But I think that they stand by him, that he did not commit crimes, uh, that he did not commit sex crimes. Yeah, I, like it, it was tough to get a read and Andrew kind of kept going back to the investigation, you know, and, and throwing it back at the investigation. and. You know, one of the reasons that I kind of just wanted to ask directly, do you believe there was any wrongdoing here was sometimes just make somebody say yes or no. And he he didn't yeah. say yes or no, even though Deshaun was adamant throughout that there was nothing wrong done. So I think I'm sort of in the Mary Kay camp on this, that I think they believe that nothing criminally happened, but that there might have been some things that were close or were not okay and maybe they weren't completely comfortable with. And, and that was a big word of the day today too, by the way, is comfortable. Um, yeah. I, I think that's sort of where I'm at now as far as what I, again, this is, this is such a stupid thing to say, what I think they believe, mm -hmm. you know, like I, we don't know, but I, I think I'm sort of in the same, kind of in the same lane as Mary Kay on this. 
I guess I, I don't know how many people listening to this have read the very specific and similar accusations against Deshaun Watson, but, and I don't even like, do we all sort of agree? We kind of think we might know what the deal is with this. I don't know if we can talk about it on a podcast, but I certainly, I think I have in my head what I think has what the situation is here. Dan, you can cut it out, right? Will you just cut it out if I go I, too far? I, think, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I'll, before I have to cut it out, I think I'll just say that it's probably not something we should speculate on when we're kind of just sitting here on an open mic for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. I, I think that's a, that's something that, that can get us in trouble. So I, I would say I would have, okay. I think it's possible there were situations where something happened with Deshaun Watson and it was okay with him and it was okay with the other person in the room with him. And then he believed that was always okay. And then he was in, in situations with other masseuses where that's they did not think that was okay but he still thought it was that's what i think this is and so the thing to me is i i maybe believe in my head that deshaun watson thinks he didn't do anything criminal right and that the browns believe he thinks he didn't do it on that anything criminal but that doesn't mean that the other people involved don't think it was criminal and he wasn't indicted, but I do think to the point, the word you said, Mary Kay, uh, it certainly it seems like the Browns determined he is not like a danger to the community if he learned something from this and if, if that he's not a predator, right? That that, I believe them there, Mary Kay, that that idea, that that word you said, um, they believe, man, now we're just, they, he, they think, he thinks, they think, we think. <laughs> Right. The thing that part of it, because some of this is they kept saying we talked to all these people in his life and basically said he's a good guy was kind of their thing. We got to know Deshaun and he's a good guy. The area commit bad acts. Right. That's not exclusive. And people have many layers to them. So. We hit a spot where Doug's freezing up a little. Oh. I, think that, I believe them when they say they determine they think he's a good person, but that's not the same thing. Oh, sorry. That was we've got you. Doug is uh, Doug's on his phone as, as we're recording this. We we got you back. I think we got most of that. Um, I you know it was too long anyway. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the investigation. Because, you know, Andrews opened his presser getting into the investigation. Um, I think there were some things he dodged pretty artfully. The Haslams spoke about the investigation. Again, comfortable was that word. For me, I guess coming away, my impression of the investigation was a lot of it was focused on getting to know Deshaun the person. And there's probably things they aren't telling us but I'm still a little uneasy that maybe they didn't quite do enough when it comes to figuring out what, I guess, what the accusers have had to say. And some of that is they were advised not to talk to them. Um, I, I don't think they've all been deposed or what, again, I'm not a legal expert. I'm using legal terms that I shouldn't use, but I don't think they've all spoken 
in a setting where, you know, it would be something the Browns could get their hands on, I guess. Um, it was a little dicey, I thought, that part of it. I, they focused a lot, Mary Kay, on, like, we got to know Deshaun the person. That, that's what it always kind of kept coming back to. Right. And um, so just, just to maybe try to clarify something yeah, a little bit <laughs> on, on what they know or what they feel that they had in their hands, okay? Because all of these women have filed civil suits and because there were also 10 uh, criminal complaints, they know what everybody feels like happened in that room, okay? So I think that's one of the reasons why they felt like they didn't need to go ask because it's all a matter of record and they had that in their hands. And um, so they, they felt that, you know, all they would be getting at that point uh, would be a repeat of what they have in these documents. Uh, and then also, as they mentioned, that they would be obstructing justice or, you know, whatever the case may be in terms of impacting these suits. So they, they didn't feel that they could do that. Um, but I do, I do think that uh, what Doug was saying before when he was cutting out a little bit, I think there is something to be said for that. I think everybody believes in this organization that when Deshaun was in those rooms, that he felt what that what he was suggesting or doing uh, was, was not wrong uh, based on maybe some of the experiences that he, he had with, you know, some of the uh, massage therapists. And they also have other information and text messages and things that we don't know about um, or that we haven't seen or that, you know, that haven't been part of the public record yet. Um, but it's, it's tricky, it's dicey, and that is why we are gonna have to see how these civil suits play out because we don't know. We don't know the answers to any of this and, and it's, it's, it's messy. It is, it is messy and it is controversial and it is painful for a lot of people. And this is a very, very tough, tough subject for everybody to handle. And I think, I mean, I really feel like the Browns are confident that he's going to come out of this uh, and, and he's going to be okay. And they're going to be okay. And they would not have gone into this if they did not truly believe that. So the thing that would concern me, and again, that I'm not saying they should have sat down with the 22 accusers because I just don't know if that's possible, right? If their lawyers were saying, don't, you can't do this. I, I, I don't want to, maybe their hands aren't tied, but they're pretty close to being tied. There is a difference though, to reading documents and then sitting face to face with Deshaun Watson. It, like it, I guess in a perfect world, you'd love to sit face to face across from Deshaun and then in another setting, sit face-to-face -face across from one of his accusers and, and have that in-person interaction. I think it's just different. So I guess, you know, I hate to say this, but it just kind of comes back to, I don't know if we're ever going to have an answer on this stuff. You know, we're, we're going to have the grand juries, of course. There's been two grand juries that have chosen not to indict him. We'll see how the civil suits play out. But I think in the end, Browns fans who decide that they're going to stay Browns fans are going to have to do it with the idea that we're just not going to know the answers to any of this stuff, ultimately. Well, the other thing that we uh, that we must address and that has to be considered here is this could be a years long process. This could go on for years. Deshaun Watson does not have any any intent right now to settle the civil suits. He wants to clear his name. He doesn't want to pay anybody off. 
I think he, from what I understand, and I don't know if this is true, but someone along the line uh, that I've talked to said, you know, he's had chances to settle before and, and at an actually a, a pretty low rate and decided not to do it because he steadfastly believes he did nothing wrong and he wants his name cleared. And that's vitally important to him. So this could all probably end pretty quickly if he was willing to do that, but I don't think he's willing to do that, or at least right now he's not willing to do that. Um, and therefore this could drag on and on and on for, for years. And then we have Tony Busby, the plaintiff's lawyer stating that he's got, you know, three, four, five other women who are considering suing or filing civil suits. And he also believes there will be more criminal filings. So, you know, we, we don't really know where this is going yet, but again, I talked to Rusty Harden yesterday about this and he said, you know, Hey, bring, you know, bring him on because we know he's innocent. We absolutely know that he's innocent and it doesn't matter if there's four more civil suits because they're not going to go anywhere. So you look like you're about to say something. No, it's, it's so I, I do think um, somebody asked this on Twitter. I just, you know, reading through stuff, obviously lots of people have lots of reactions and someone, I, someone said like, what would you like to have happen to Deshaun Watson? And you know, there. If the if the grand jury doesn't indict, then the grand jury doesn't indict. But to some degree, um, I do think what needs to happen is this: that that some, and it's not theater; it's not um, just for show. But people are taking this seriously. People, I think, are having real discussions about all of this. People, I, we all need to, we're, you know, listen to women, but, you know, like res respect their views on this. Think about people who have had sexual assault experiences and how this makes them feel. I, I feel like part of what has to happen is what's happening, that everybody is working through this. And, you know, even Jimmy Haslam said, you know, I know a lot more about this than I used to. And we know that, you know, rape crisis centers are getting donations as a result of this, that. None of us can control the legal proceedings, but it's not only about the legal proceedings. It's not. But Deshaun Watson, at the very least, had to sit up there for 38 minutes today and have a lot of people say, you know, ask very pointed questions about all of this. And now people are discussing it and everybody is very aware of the accusations. And and sometimes if, if women don't get believed in a court of law, it feels like what they say just floats off into the wind. And, and I feel like that's not happening here. That, we are, we are having discussions about what they said. So some part of this is we're all in the middle of it, but this is what, this is what needs to happen. This is an important part of it. And I, I, thought, I thought today for everybody involved, for the Haslam's and Andrew Berry and Deshaun Watson, you know, they, they had to answer for things. And often in situations like this, people don't have to answer from things. And that's separate from a court of law. And I think this is, this is an important step in some ways. Yeah, I, I thought it was good to have everyone up there. I thought it was as awkward as it was. It was good to hear from, from Dee and Jimmy because I don't think we knew necessarily if that was going to happen uh, before the owners meetings next week. So I think 
kind of doing all of that was at least, I guess, making everybody get on the record about where they are, what, you know, why they were comfortable making this decision. I, I guess, I mean, we'll end, we'll end on this, that this trade happened a week ago. I mean, honestly, as we're recording this at about seven o'clock now, we're like this time a week ago, we were probably recording a podcast about this trade. This is so complicated and things have been spinning. And like, I'm just wondering from each of you, do you feel any, I don't know if different is the word, I guess, have you learned anything? Have you like, is, is anything different from a week ago in your mind from when the trade happened to what we heard today? Nothing is, I don't think anything is different for me. Uh, I think back then and even now, um, I, I still believe in innocent until proven guilty. I still believe in due process. And even though it's hard to you know, believe that Deshaun Watson deserves that opportunity, I feel like not only do the women deserve to be heard and believed, but I also think that Deshaun Watson deserves his opportunity to be heard and a chance to be believed. I don't feel like I can be convicting him myself right now. I still feel like things need to play out. I felt that way last week. I feel that way now. Um, and I feel like I, I still need to learn more about this situation and about him. In the end, I kind of still have a feeling that it's going to work out okay for the Browns from a football standpoint. Like, I feel like he's going to be able to get on the field and play football for them. And I feel like this is going to be a, an enormous part of his story throughout his entire career. I, I do think it, it is a process. And I'm sure at some point when we get to September or maybe a year from now in September and someone's going to say, oh, see, everybody forgot about the accusations about Deshaun Watson. All anybody cares about is football. And there may be some truth to that, but also like time marches on and, and you, you go through a process with any bad thing that happens in life. And over time, you think about it less later than you think about it now. So, um, you know, I feel like a week later, maybe I am some percent less outraged about it. That doesn't mean I think it's just okay. It doesn't mean that I've changed my view. I still sort of think it might've been, probably would have been better off if the Browns did not make this trade. Um, but you know, we've gotten people's voices have gotten out there. The, the Browns have said, we knew people were going to be mad. We took that into consideration. So I just feel like we're kind of all working through this, um, together and that over the course of time, our feelings will change about it to some degree for some people it never will. And, and that's obviously up to in people individually, but it's also okay. If your feelings, maybe your mind doesn't change about what happened, but your feelings about it change because you work through them a little bit. And I think that's just normal and part of life. So Dan, like a week later, I've, you know, I've worked through it one week's worth. Um, <laughs> The, the, the one thing I want to ask you guys b before we go, we cover the Cleveland Browns. We care about the Cleveland Browns. The reason we care about Deshaun Watson is because he is a Cleveland Brown. There have been some national columnists, some people who cover the sport out on a whole, 
who have been very critical of the Browns, who have said things like, you know, this will the Browns will never recover from this. They sold their souls for this kind of thing. Do you believe that those the people who are criticizing the Browns from a national perspective would have the exact same criticism of the Falcons or the Panthers or the Saints if they had gotten Deshaun Watson? Because we're only criticizing or talking about the Browns because he came here. But do you think there's any viewpoint that it's somehow worse that the Browns got him? Or would any organization that went out and made this trade be taking the same criticism? Well, I think you make a great point there because the Browns have sort of been, uh, you know, the three ring circus for so many years. I mean, you know, it's it does seem like there could be some piling on going on there when you factor in the Baker Mayfield insanity that's happening right now, the Johnny Manziel craziness that's gone on here recently, the Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it's just one thing after another. So I do think that there is a little bit of a pile on factor and that this would not have made uh, as much of a national impact had this been happening right now uh, in New Orleans or Atlanta or Carolina. I think the shock of it too, like the way it all, I think the Baker Mayfield thing is part of it. Um, but I think the shock of it all, just when this broke last Friday, it was like, like we were, none of us were expecting this step. Like it was, oh, just, a, this is over. We all moved on to Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's, oh, Deshaun's waving his no trade clause and going to Cleveland. Oh, they're giving him 230 million guaranteed dollars. And I think the shock of all of that sort of amped everything up. Uh, I think there would have been criticism. I think there would have been, you know, people would have covered his introductory press conference like they did this one. But I do think the fact that it's the Browns, the fact that they have that, that reputation, which, by the way, with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski in charge, I, I don't think that reputation is as fair. But they do have that reputation behind them. There is the Baker Mayfield saga, and it just, like, there was that whoa moment that I think just captured everybody's attention and I think just really ratcheted up a lot of the emotion. And also, Browns fans are very, very passionate and very, very out there. And I think there's a lot of national voices who are Browns fans as well. And so, I don't know. I, I think like the Falcons would have taken the same amount. Like I think Peter King would have gone after the Falcons too, if they did the same thing. But I do think there are some factors that maybe make it a little more amplified because it is the Browns. And also, uh, and I always say this Cleveland uh, in the NFL, it's a big, small market. It draws the kind of attention that the Cowboys and the Giants and the Patriots and the Jets do. I mean, it is a big, small market. It moves the needle nationally and it just, it generates a lot of buzz and a lot of attention. So I actually do think that there is, uh, is more interest nationally than there may have been. Yeah. And I mean, that, was, that was a big press conference today. That wasn't, yeah. that wasn't four reporters who cover the Browns every day, standing around asking Andrew Barry questions. That was, that was a whole lot of people kind of all asking kind of all coming into that room with the same idea of what they wanted to ask. And then, so yeah, that, that felt very New York or, and I, and I agree with you. That's, that's sort of how this team is covered. And I'm not asking for the Browns to be excused from anything. Um, but 
because we're not going to, you know, we're going to cover the team that we cover for, for our readers and our, the fans of this team who are very passionate. And I think Browns fans in you know, on any side of this issue have acquitted themselves really well through this whole thing, because I think they're smart and they're passionate and they care. And I think the debate among Browns fans has been good. Um, but I've just, you know, from that national perspective, let's just all make the issue here is, like you said, Mary Kay, I agree with you. All that other stuff comes into it, but it's not about any other stuff. It's about should any football team trade for and then pay a quarterback facing these off-field accusations? And if you're going to hold people to account on that, let's just all make sure that we all hold every organization dealing with every the next player that's in a similar situation. You know, every organization should be forced to answer for why they decided to do something like this the way the Browns were had to answer for that on Friday. And it's not apples and oranges, but Tyreek Hill did just get traded for a bunch of draft picks and became, I believe, the highest paid receiver in football. Obviously, there's nothing active there with him anymore, but we all know the background there. And I, right. I don't think there was the national outcry about that. Again, it's not a direct comparison because there's all of that is kind of in the past, or we believe it's in the past at least. Deshaun Watson has active civil suits against him. So that's a little bit different. But you know, that that did happen this week too. And and Agreed. I think all of us are 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 in agreement that, you know, the overarching theme here is everyone is very, very sensitive to to this topic. Everyone knows somebody that uh, has had or has been a victim or that is a survivor. And, uh, and I mean, I would just ask to please, you know, as we move forward, we are all going to do the best we possibly can to be as fair to everyone as possible and to cover this, you know, in the best way we possibly can. It's not going to be easy for, for any of us. We are, I give you my word, we're all going to do the best that we can. Uh, but you know, these are tough subjects to handle. And, uh, and, you know, we're, we're all going to, we're all new to this, but, you know, like I said, we're, we're going to try to get it right. And for everybody involved. Yeah. And that line too, like, sometimes you're going to listen to this podcast and we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson, the football player. And that, that doesn't mean that we're minimizing anything that, that is going on. That's not related to football, but um, yeah, well, basically what Mary Kay said, that's all I would add to it. Agreed. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, there we go. The Deshaun, Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson press conference here in uh, Berea here on a Friday. So appreciate everyone for listening. If you're not a Football Insider subscriber, you missed a bunch of texts today. There's exclusive stories you want to read at Cleveland.com/slash/brown. So you got to go there, click that blue banner, get signed up. Uh, oh, and get that daily newsletter also delivered right to your inbox. And then also make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us very nice, uh, nice reviews and say nice things about us. Okay, for Doug and Mary Cam, Dan, thanks for listening, everybody.